0: It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. We'll be back. F-A-C-K. We'll
1: be back. So quit asking. Personal file.
2: 69. Offense. Who's giving them the business? You got barbecue back? Gives it you, and That's a big kick for Pauly
1: Fricano. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful
0: woman. Wow. he's AJ's doing Whoa. some things right Then, So you're a on. youngster in Alabama. Start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with him.
3: Welcome to the podcast. We have an awesome interview here with Kyle Umling. We could not pronounce his name correctly, so I just wanted to get that out there and pre- preface his interview with that. Um, but then after that, you have uh, our week six previewed. and go ahead and listen to that. Uh, we're pumped about you guys following us and listening to our podcast. Go ahead and tell a friend, rate us five stars, leave us a rating, um, or leave us a voice message so that way we can get you guys on your topics on our podcast in the future. Um, also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That's at 3ManRushFB, at 3ManRushFB for great content about college football and other things as well. So we're excited about you guys listening, and uh, go ahead and listen right now. Cool. Well, we want to welcome in a special guest to this interview
1: today. For the interview, we have Kyle Umlang. I think is that, I think that's how I had to say it. Umlang, yes, exactly. Umling, you know, whatever he had to say, whatever it is. Uh, he is. What, what exactly do you do? I'm going to have you open this up, Kyle Umlang, on Twitter. It's at Kyle Umlang as it sounds. Kyle U U M L A N G. But you're him a follow there if you love Texas. If you don't love Texas, he has some pretty interesting takes all throughout the day, so it'll keep you interested all day long. But Kind of kind of what you do, who you're with,
0: and uh, and and what sure. your association is. Uh, I'm in love with Texas sports. Uh, I started on Twitter in 2019, just posting stats about sports. But then I was introduced to Twitter trolls, who have something to say about everything you say on Twitter. So then my thing was responding back to them. So now I kind of just my my big niche is uh, responding to people who don't know what they're talking about, and it's funny, and I like memes too. So I just. I like college football a lot that's my favorite thing in the world so yeah come follow me if you like college football stuff (laughs) Uh, I think we can all agree we
3: love college football so uh so you kind of gave us a little bit of your background but I got to know what your background is with the Texas Longhorns obviously that's also your niche a little bit with Texas what made you quite possibly the biggest Texas Longhorn supporter on the internet what what is it where did you grow up that way or so
0: so yeah so um I come from a Split family, half are Aggies, half are Longhorns. Oh, okay. I I chose Texas just because it's a better school and better <laughs> athletics and just better everything. Um, my little brother went to A and M. That's why they are the little brother because that's where little brothers go. Um, I went during the golden years, 04 to 08. I saw the championship. I saw three BCS bowls. Um, they spoiled me. Uh, so now, living in this horrible time as a longhorn, uh I try to make the best of everything, try to find this find the silver lining, so uh there is a need for that on Twitter because there's a lot of negative Nancys out there, so I gotta set them straight
1: all right, man well then let's 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 get into it. Let's you know, there's roll. a big game coming up this week uh between two unranked teams, which is not normal. Right. There's about a thousand things we could ask you, dude, but
0: for you personally, what, what makes this rivalry all in itself, you know, special? Well, you know, um, it's held in Dallas. It's, it's like equidistant from Norman and Austin. Um, you know, as you know, Oklahoma, they have a big, uh, talent pool that comes from Texas. A lot of alumni, uh, live in Texas, you know, it's kind of like a split family, um, with OU and Texas anyway. So, it's just a big rivalry game. Uh, it's It hasn't been close the last 10 years, but in the last, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, whatever, it's been pretty, pretty back and forth since 2014. It's been a one-possession game every time, regardless of ranks, regardless of uh, any stats coming into it. It's usually a great game, and this year probably won't be any different. I hope it is. I hope it's a, a game that Texas can actually take a lead and keep it without any drama, but it, this rivalry game is pretty nuts. So it'll probably be, it'll probably be a weird one.
4: Um, have you heard anything about like uh Quinn Ewers? Do you think he'll be available this week? Cause I've seen that. He's I think, yeah, I, I, I think he is.
0: A, I think he will be available, but I think Sark will probably start card. And if things get ugly, I think he might say, well, whatever, let's just throw yours in there and see what he can do. I hope that car can just pull it off by himself and keep uh, yours just a little bit uh, give him the rest he needs to fully come back hundred percent, you know, cause I don't, I don't think he's a hundred percent. I think he's probably like 80. So um, I would not want him playing unless it was like absolutely
3: necessary. Well, you mentioned uh, Sarkeesian there. I think uh, when, when talking about Steve Sarkisian, when he was hired, um, would you have expected this much roster turnover after his first season? I think it seems like this team's, close to kind of turning a corner. And a lot of that is kind of due to the new faces they brought in after last season. Would you have expected this many new pe new players um, on the roster this, this soon?
0: No. Uh, you know, we have two freshmen uh, on the O-line, uh, freshman tied in. Worthy was a freshman last year, star player. Um, yeah. I, I Whatever works. Uh, he, he knows what he's doing. Um, so yeah, I was not expecting it, but I'm glad, I'm all for whatever he decides to do. I don't know if you know this man. This is What's this up? is a little off our
1: our subject here. Sure, let's do. We're now here's the deal. Me and Jake are are both Oklahoma State fans and the guy to my right is an OU fan.
0: Nice. So this interview has
1: been something we've been dreading for a few days now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're really enjoying <laughs> it. Really are. Well, uh, here's the deal: it, it, you, you tweet some interesting things. So I want to go through. This is off. This is so off subject. I'm so sorry, sure. guys. You're gonna hate me for it. No uh, Kyle, your 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 hottest take that is has blown up in your face. What has it been?
0: Um, it was 2019. No, 2020. Our first game of the season. I think we rolled past whoever it was. I don't even know. Uh, Like we should have, but I was stupid and was like, Sooners, you better um, you better be worried because we're going to roll past you. And I I don't know why it was first game of the season. I don't know why I said it. Uh, (laughs) And then it went it went down to four overtimes and we obviously lost. So the second the interception happened. A thousand notifications, every (laughs) sooner had they had bookmarked that tweet for the last five weeks, it was it was insane. It was, I, I've never made a hot take like that or like, just like ask for that, uh, since then it's not worth it.
4: Yeah. Personally, I'm all over you Twitter. So I know how ruthless some of them can be, but they, yes. they'll hold, they'll, they'll hold things over your head for years if you're, you're not careful. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, but kind of moving back into the college football ranks, you know, looking at the big 12 as a conference, like as a yeah. bigger picture here, uh, is there any team that's separated or is there anything that's like piqued your interest from any other team in the conference this year that, that's been interesting through the first five weeks? I mean, obviously Kansas, you know, has been yeah. interesting. But I mean,
0: I, I think well, there's like – Aside from that. Yeah, I think there's like three tiers right now. Top tier, uh, Oki State, uh, Kansas State, TCU, <laughs> and somehow Kansas is in there. I don't know how this is <laughs> – but what – I'm rooting for them because the more wins they have, the better last year feels. So they can win <laughs> all they want. I Fair. I love it. Um you know, Oki, poor Okie, like this far away from from getting a championship last year. Um, I think that's like pushing y'all to play better than normal because y'all y'all look pretty good. Kansas, um, like I said, is good. TCU um, still undefeated. Destroyed OU, loved it. Uh, was hoping that we'd be the team that like uh, demolished OU and made them realize, oh, we suck. But it was TCU the week before, so that that's kind of a goes. <laughs> That's, That's kind of what goes. goes into this rivalry anyway. It's yeah. like they always come with their best, and so do we. So uh, it probably would have happened regardless. Uh, they'll probably give us a, a good game. but And then uh, who was the last time I said? Oh, Kansas State. They're, they've looked pretty good. Took care of Tech easily. Uh, we couldn't even do that. So middle tier, you know, we got Tech, us. Maybe. I No, not Iowa State. Bottom tier, Oklahoma, Iowa State, uh, West Virginia. Sorry, dude. It's, happening. it's all right. It's all right. Y'all y'all been asking for it for years. You're finally back in the nineties. So I hope <laughs> I hope y'all get like five seasons in a row of this crap. No, I've, been, I'm on the same page with you on that one. I've been dealing it since, since 2010. So y'all are due. Let's do this. No, I'm, I'm trusting the process. <laughs> we got Jackson Donald
4: coming in next year, so I'm feeling good. But I I will say if Davis Bevel starts, you guys will win by 70. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, if Quinn starts, we'll win by ninety. I don't know. <laughs> he he probably won't though. It, card will make it interesting. I I just have. Uh, were you at the game last year? No, I'm so I was. I had some tickets that someone was offering me, and like my my in laws live really close to the stadium. I was just gonna chill with them, get a free ticket. It was gonna be a free trip basically. But I was like, uh, like something came up. I don't know if it was work or something, but I missed it. And I'm so freaking glad I did. That was probably the worst day of the last five years on Twitter because <laughs> the same day Aggies upset number one Bama. Oh, on the same right. day. Yeah, that's right. So this year is going to be the best day ever because we're going to destroy OU and then Aggies are going to get curb stomped. Also, so it's going to be great.
4: Uh, would but you yeah, say, I, I was not at the game. So would you say last year or two years ago was more heart- heartbreaking? Last for you? year. Last year. last year,
0: because two years ago we had to come back from the from being behind and miraculously got it to overtime. We shouldn't even have had it. I think they gave us an extra like 20 seconds somehow on like the la- in the fourth quarter. And we somehow tied it up. Um, so it probably shouldn't have even gone to overtime. So that was that was just lucky to even get there. But last year we were in control the entire first half and just it started a whole six game skid for us. It was it was bad.
4: Yeah, first, personally, uh, last year it was it might have been my favorite day in football history for myself. But...
0: <laughs> yeah, I I, I bet yeah. that that was quite the comeback. I think it was like the record for y'all for most points yeah. being down. Yeah, pretty.
3: That wasn't that was my that might have been my favorite game to watch. That wasn't my team, so that was a great game <laughs> last year. I, I do remember
0: that. And Caleb Williams first first. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Um, Man, it, it it'd be a great game if he was playing. Sucks that he's at <laughs> USC. Yeah,
4: yeah. I really, I really hate it.
1: <laughs> so, so you, you tweeted something out this morning at about 10 AM and you mentioned that this is the most confident you've ever felt going into a red river rivalry game. And that's why you're terrified. Yeah. Is it, what, what makes you terrified? Is it more, Oh, you struggle here recently or is it your success or your more improvement? Not even really success. No, it, just that, that makes you confident.
0: No it, uh confidence. Just, Oh, you just that game last week. Yeah. I, I, I was just scrolling on Twitter and every, I, I wouldn't, I didn't see like a positive tweet from any sooner. It was, it was bad. <laughs> they knew it was bad. They yeah. were calling it out. They knew it was bad. It was ugly. Um, you know um, no context. College football account was like tweeting pictures of wide open uh, TCU receivers with no one else around them. It was, it was a bad game for them. And so oh, yeah. that's why I'm overconfident. I'm <laughs> not I'm terrified because it is the red river shootout and It's always a crazy game. It's always one possession. It feels like so. um, It in twenty fifteen. I also tweeted out this morning. The reason I'm so terrified and the reason I don't trust this game is because of twenty fifteen. Oklahoma went eleven and one regular season, conference championship, college football playoff. Their one loss was to five and seven Texas uh, with Charlie Strong. That that should not happen. That is not feasible. It's not possible. But in this rivalry, it is so. That's why I have no faith in anything Uh, until the final whistle blows. It's anyone's game.
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm just hoping we can keep it close the entire game, then pull off a miracle.
3: But
0: uh... it's definitely possible. Y'all have done it many times. It's true.
3: Uh, There's they they call it sooner magic for a reason. Unfortunately, yes. I'm not a fan of it. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I do want to co- talk a little bit more about Quinn Ewers though, because it seems like the ceiling for this team obviously was raised by him being on campus. Um, yeah. h- how much how much higher do you think their their win total uh, ceiling raised when he when he was uh, committed to Texas?
0: Oh, like three games minimum, right there. Okay, you know because you know last year there were six games where there was like kind of like a coin toss. Yeah. Him automatically being there, like, gets rid of half of those losses last from last year, I think. Um, just from the amount of plays he can make happen, just him being on the field. Uh, I feel like the whole offense just jives better, even when he's just, he didn't even do anything. He's just taking snaps, and they're doing the routes perfectly and catching balls, not dropping them, and the O-line's protecting really well. It's, he, everything's better with him on there. So, yeah, and obviously this year, we were we were like two plays away from being undefeated right now. 100 percent obviously he would he would be uh, a great asset if he was still playing we definitely would not have those close games against tech you know we we were two for two on the red zone uh, on drives when he was playing in the bama game it it took like three or four more drives after he left to get back in the red zone he was it was definitely a giant factor not not having him so yeah, yeah he, I, I gotta definitely. ask you i gotta ask you about the so
3: the safety with bryce young in my opinion that looks like a safety and for every yeah. other team
0: that's a safety yes. yes
3: what what's going through your mind when they call first of all when they get called roughing the passer and targeting. yes yeah it was it was
0: it was targeting <laughs> roughing the passer against texas and, the, and cu- the entire stands were just going ape shit uh <laughs> like you know how everyone just boos anyway when a ref does a call against right, you. it right. was like they kept showing the replays while they, the refs were talking and every single time they showed it everyone's just screaming um and everyone were like there's no way this is gonna stay there's no way no. this is not a safety this is it and then but it's big 12 refs <laughs> one of the exactly reasons i'm glad thinking. to be out of there yeah. i hate the refs um uh, they've they cost us a game against okie state a couple years ago they like uh I think Charlie Strong was just like arguing oh, loudly yeah. or no, maybe it was Tom Herman. It was one of them. They're yeah. just, lo- just talking to the refs and they threw a, threw a 15-yard penalty, got y'all in field goal range for the game winner. Horrible. They they suck. Uh, so, yeah, it, it obviously was a safety. And then on top of that, we missed a field goal at the end of the half from like the five-yard line. Just bad, bad juju in that game. We weren't meant to win it. So, uh, yeah, it was nuts. Um, yeah. So
4: uh, that is just a random question. Who do you have uh, going to the Jerry's World this year for the Big 12 championship?
0: Oh, um, obviously I have to say Texas. Uh, <laughs> depends on how much we win Saturday by. If we lose, obviously we're not going. If we barely win, we're not going. If we destroy <laughs> OU by five scores, we're definitely going. Uh, because something about beating OU or losing to OU – makes the rest of your season good or bad so yeah. if we win significantly i think we'll be on cloud nine and just destroying everyone as we go so that's the only way we'll go but um say texas wasn't in it um okie state and honestly right now it looks like tcu max Duggan's being yeah. ridiculous um i think they would win head to head with really anyone so yeah, they looked yeah, and, really. And Oklahoma State looked pretty solid against Baylor, so I would say those two. Yeah, I think I think that Kansas State will probably have at least a little bit to
3: say, but yeah, TCU is. I mean, as much as I liked watching OU just get beat to crap, it was a little bit scary how good TCU looked as well. Right. So that portion of it's not exactly fun. Um, get go ahead and just give us give us your score prediction. Like, I don't I don't think it's going to be too too high scoring, but I could also see you know it's Red River. It's been a shootout how oh, in many number of years. What what are you thinking, you know, kind of in the range of score for this game?
0: So, since 2018, the average score the, of the game has been 84.2 points. Wow. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, they're both averaging a combined 74 right now. I think the over is 65. I think definitely I would bet yeah. on the over. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, you know, in uh, 2021 – our average combined scores were 74. And in the game, it was 103. 2020, same thing. It was like 85 season averages. During the game, 98. And then 2019 was a weird one. Um, that I don't count that one. Uh, 2018, the same thing. 79 and a half combined average for the season. And then 93 in the game. This is a high scoring game. We, we both don't have these crazy defenses. So, you know, TCU threw up 55 in like three quarters. So... I would say it'll be a high school game. Hopefully we do a lot more, but um, yeah, I would say, we'll say 52 Texas, 37 Oklahoma. They'll get some garbage touchdowns in the fourth quarter. It'll be fine. (laughs)
3: That's about what I would probably (laughs) say too, honestly.
0: Yeah. No, I got a. Or yeah. it could just be totally backwards, and it could be like 12 to 10. Yeah. yeah.
4: I got uh, I got 35, 31 Sooners. and I, I just can't bet against my team. <laughs> well, just, yeah. I, I, against don't, I
0: don't think I would ever bet against Texans. Yeah. Even during Charlie Strong's years, I was like, okay, I think we can win this one. I just know <laughs> we can't. <laughs> I respect that. It takes right. a lot. It takes a strong will with Charlie Strong. That was a tough right. time. Tom Herman That's was true. not not as bad. But. No, he wasn't as bad, but char those Charlie years, those were rough. <laughs> Very rough. Uh,
1: so so one more and we'll get you out of here man sure. it's become a tradition on this podcast where we ask every interview uh this one question and, and sure. who is your most famous person in your contact in your contact list i guess
0: oh i have all sorts um now oh, here we go <laughs> I, I i gotta remember i got um uh robert clemens uh greg abbott for some i don't know why he follows me <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that, that might that might take the I cake. Want, honestly i want matthew mcconaughey i've been asking i've been asking the gods on twitter for years but he won't he won't respond to me uh <laughs>
3: we'll have to we'll, we'll have to hopefully mcconaughey will re- reply to us and we'll get him on yeah. there yeah that, that's <laughs> probably <laughs> your
0: best bet <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just tag him i'm sure he'll respond <laughs>
3: <laughs> i feel like i feel like greg abbott might be the that takes the cake that's pretty pretty famous right there yeah
0: but, yeah, I can't uh, think of anyone else right now.
3: Those are those are pretty high ones, so we'll we'll, we'll accept that answer for okay. sure. Sweet. Um, yeah, we appreciate you coming on, man. I know you're super busy this week, especially. So um, we appreciate your time. Uh, this is again, Kyle
0: Umlang, is that right? <laughs> Umlang, Umlang. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> y'all both said it wrong. Oh, I, I, y'all, y'all, <laughs> okay. At at my wedding, uh, we're walking into the into the rehearsal or the the ceremony area, and the DJ is like, okay. How do I say yours name? Because I'm about to announce you. Yeah. Um, Lang. Um, Lang. Repeat after me. Um, um, Lang, Lang. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing for the first time ever, Kyle and Mrs. Um, 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 Long. It's just, <laughs> just totally butchered in. I was like, God. And it happens all the time. Just, uh, it's just weird spelled out too. So I'll get all sorts of stuff. Like I'll get mail delivered to like Kyle Umbani and all, uh, <laughs> My mom was in choir for her church for like twelve years, and when she left or retired, they uh, gave her a trophy, and it said, uh, "Cindy Lumlang, thank you for your fifteen years of service." Or they misspelled our name on that, so it gets misspelled in Butch all the time. So you, it rolls off. I don't even notice.
3: Yeah. Well, Kyle Umlang, is that is that oh. it? Um-lang. 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 I swear, Um-lang. I swear Um-lang. y'all do
0: it on purpose now Yeah, no, I'm
3: never going to get it right But uh, Kyle Umlang, <laughs> we appreciate him so much uh, You can find him on Twitter At, at Kyle Umlang uh, And uh, yeah, follow his stuff Because it's a big week for the Texas Longhorns Big week, obviously, with the Red River shootout And yeah, it should be, should be a good game Regardless of how good these two teams have been It always seems to be close So um, yeah, we appreciate your time
0: Sweet, thanks for having me
3: For sure like to welcome you back in it is time for us to preview week six of college football there's a lot of good games in the schedule there's a lot of good things that we got to talk about um first we're going to dive into some fumbler gift baskets real quick um who wants to take on on, on the task first i want to, to go first for this
4: i'll go first uh I, i'm gonna give my gift basket to lindy waters because man man got me out of the hole last, last night i uh I, I bet the rest of my available on the Thunder, uh, the Thunder Nuggets to game to finish an odd. Lindy Waters had a garbage time three. We're back and better than ever now. Wow, that's
3: that's real delinquency right there, Drew. <laughs> We're back. Yeah. Well, sometimes um, you know, my yeah. book, I got a fumble. <clears throat>
2: um, if y'all know, there's a movie coming out about Mario. And Chris Pratt is going to be Mario. And I just can't think of a worse actor to play Mario in my entire life. And I just, I'm scared it's going to be a horrible movie. So I'm giving it a fumble. He's got a wide range.
4: Why are they making a live action Mario?
2: Yeah, see, that's the point. Like, they don't really need to, they're just doing it. And who's going to play Bowser? that's, That's a good question. They're probably going to, they're probably going to fumble the pick, though. I'll be honest. It's
4: Mario.
1: Yeah. That's
2: my Mario impression. They should hire you as Mario because I, I and it's better.
1: <laughs> I agree. Uh, uh, so 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 I'll move into my fumble and gift basket. I'll keep mine a little more uh, college football centric. I, I talked about this last pod. Over the last 92 weeks, the Nebraska Cornhuskers have won five games. And over the last five weeks, the Kansas Jayhawks have won five games. So that's a fumble and gift basket for both programs.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's at this point we have to start calling them the Nebraska Jayhawks. And I think we give Kansas the, I don't know, the Jay Huskers or something. Cause they're a solid program. Now they've really switched places. Uh, I've got a fumble here. It turns out Velma from Scooby-Doo is uh, gay. Turns out she likes girls. Um, so that's a tough break uh, for the, the guys in that show. Um, you know, I don't really know. I don't even remember who doing, if it's even in Scooby-Doo besides Scooby-Doo and Shaggy Who are the other no, people?
4: Belle, Fred, Velma, and Daphne.
3: Daphne, okay, well tough break for Fred cuz he pit his, his amount of girls he could date really just went down the drain It's just hey. it's just Daphne's all right.
4: Hey Daphne's harder than for uh, than Velma so it's alright. Oh,
3: oh, wait, seriously I thought Velma was the hot blonde one. No, she's the no, ghost. That's Daphne. Oh, so that's Velma Daphne. so Velma with the glasses is the one that likes girls. Yeah. Oh, she enjoys right. women. All right, maybe that's a gift basket then for the guys.
2: <laughs> Who knows, yeah. Uh,
3: my gift basket, though, is Jewish people. Uh, today is Yom Kippur. Congrats. It's a good holiday. I don't know much about it. Um, I, I saw it on Twitter. It was trending Yom Kippur Day. So exciting day for all the Jewish people out there. And I to Kippur. give them a gift basket.
4: And when's Hanukkah? Christmas. like,
1: like Christmas. Isn't it like 13, 13 days? It's
3: dare month of December, isn't it? Is eight
1: days.
3: Uh, I don't know how long it is, but Yom Kippur is two days, and it's it's big time.
4: How many different Christmases are there? We Hanukkah. There's Kwanzaa.
3: Festivus. There's always Festivus. 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 Like
4: a... <laughs>
3: <laughs> you guys know what Festivus is? Uh, oh yeah. From Seinfeld.
1: Love Just, love you know. Festivus. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. uh, George's dad
3: well, R.I.P. Kramer for his racist rant. You, have you guys seen that? Oh, Cosmo, yeah. the actor that played that's Cosmo true. Kramer. Oh my god! Oh yeah, it's how, it's you know, can I change my fumble to that to
2: that whole scene? Yeah, if you want to. That's, that, was, that was that's
3: that's a bad fumble.
1: I mean, sure. That was like from.
3: That's not an the 80s. I think that was yeah. yeah. I think that was like nineteen ninety five. He had a tough fumble. It would have been hey, even a go worse go fumble up. now. It's he's still fumbling today. It. That ball is still loose, but the ball is still loose for Cosmo. I can't pick it up. You see, you see the Kanye thing that's been going around, he's wearing a white lives matter shirt or
4: something. Yeah, uh, I didn't, People i didn't. happy about it.
1: Kanye's wearing that,
4: yeah. People are outraged. That's random. Yeah,
1: wait. Can my, can my, I, I want to change my fumble to the uh, to the two guys who were in that fishing fishing tournament where they put the weights in the fish and they got caught immediately after they put one on the fish that's my fumble so they there was a fishing competition it was on tiktok it got like really big and they had like won this fishing competition but then people were like wait those fish don't weigh that much how is that possible and then they cut into the fish and apparently these two guys just jammed these like lead weights into the fish to make them weigh more and then they they lost because of them. they got that, caught.
2: That, it like, that exact guy has won like 20 fish Fishing tournaments too. He's like the Michael Jordan of fishing tournaments.
1: Yeah, and he and he got they got arrested for fraud. Like, like really? and
3: they blew it. Good. Wait, so I guess my question is: is how did they catch the fish that had the lead in them? I feel like fish would be like, you know, like how did they know which fish that had the lead in them at that point? There's a hundred. All, all of
4: them did. Oh,
3: no, all they, of the fish. They caught the. They...
4: What?
1: No, they caught the fish and then they themselves put the lead into the fish to make them weigh more too. oh so once they, they had already caught them yeah, yeah they cheated and put and put the lead in the fish to, to cheat
3: oh for some Is reason that, i was i was, I was, them, yeah.
2: I was thinking that they it, did before a ton of them down the throat
1: <laughs> that would be
2: something Wait, what do you say
3: tom the ton of the lead weights down their throat that's kind of what i thought what ha- had what you were saying but i, I don't know why i thought that, that would be stupid all right. Hey, let's, uh, let's dive into some football here. Um, I, there's a, there's this, this week is not as good as, as last week's game schedule. Just, just looking at it uh for on paper. Um, one thing I've noticed guys this season, uh, there's not any real good games on Thursday. There used to be like a really solid game every Thursday. Um, but there's not that anymore. I think it's probably cause of the NFL, but like, I don't know. Does that suck to you guys? Like it sucks to me.
4: Not really. Cause I, I, I... I usually just watch Thursday night football.
3: Yeah, it's just like Thursday night football is usually Titans and Jaguars. It's like that's not really great.
4: Hey, Jaguars are now the favorites to win the AFC South.
1: I mean, next week, next week we got a Thursday night game. We got a Big Twelve game next Thursday.
3: Who plays? Who's that game?
1: Baylor, West Virginia, next Thursday night.
3: Mm -hmm. It's
4: all right.
3: Who plays? Who plays Thursday night in the Colts and Broncos? It's
4: It's a decent game.
2: Yeah, it's all
3: right. There's All right, hey, well, let's jump into these games. I think uh, let's just kind of go in chronological order. I'll go with the uh, 11 a.m. We've got Michigan, Indiana. the The fact that this game is big noon kickoff, like I seriously, like it, it seriously inhibits the credibility of Fox's pregame show, in my opinion. Like I know that they love the Big Ten; it's going to get great views because those two teams have massive, uh, you know, alumni. But this is a, like objectively not an entertaining game. Like the the line is twenty two points, so why would why would you go to that game for a pregame show if the line is literally twenty two points? Um, about the game though, specifically the game, Indiana was horrible. No shot. There you go.
4: Yeah, exactly. Oh, we. You never know sometimes, but I know this game will be a thirty point loss for Indiana. Crowd chanting.
2: Who cares? <laughs>
3: You know what I want to happen? I want Indiana to. I'll take their shirts off and go to the top row again. That was awesome.
4: They, they need to cool. get the basketball <laughs> team out there.
3: Well, their basketball I team something. probably still lose to Michigan. The Hoosiers. Oh. Is there not a better Big Ten game?
4: No. Uh,
3: I mean, there's Nebraska and Rutgers on Friday night.
4: Oh come on, prime time.
3: <laughs> that's that's going to be a special one. Uh, you're gonna have to tell your children about that football game no
1: there's there's not a better big 10 game this week I mean the 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 next best one I would say is Iowa Illinois or Ohio State Michigan State
3: Ohio State Michigan State looks like a good game like with just those two logos but I mean that line's even worse it's 26 and a half that's
2: bad that's
3: bad uh but yeah the Michigan Indiana game man that that's one where I think Indiana has actually played Michigan fairly close in the past for, but they've like never beaten Michigan. I think since 1977, maybe. I want to say it's 1977. I could be wrong, but like if it takes that long for you to be the team that's in your own division, like we just, just call that one off,
4: you know, This will not be close.
3: Yeah. I don't think so either. I think Michigan's continuing to get better because they really, I mean, the thing is they haven't played a losable game yet. I mean, maybe you want to call Iowa a losable game. I don't think that's a losable game when you have a strong offense and a decent defense. Or I would say Michigan's defense is pretty good too. But wait, like, Jake, when's the last time you said Indiana beat Michigan? I think it's 1977. They beat him in 2020. Okay. Okay. No, then that was before that. It was 1977. They beat him in 87. 87. There you go. There you go. I remember watching the game when it was. uh, still Shea Patterson and then like 2019, maybe when they were like, yeah, Indiana hasn't beat Michigan uh, either at home or at all in like 40 years.
1: It, the 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 record is 60 to 10 so it's you know not necessarily close
3: yeah I, I, let me look up the wikipedia thing cuz i feel like they def, definitely hadn't beat them uh before i guess 2020 was the covid year that was the year michigan was 2 and 4
1: they hadn't beat them so they won in 87 and they won in 2020 i'm looking at it right now
3: okay yeah 87 i want to take that back then indiana hoosier fans no disrespect and the last
1: time indiana the last time indiana won in Ann Arbor was 67
3: oh boy you think uh, name a better app than uh, Wikipedia? Name,
4: yeah.
1: name a better,
3: name better app? Yeah.
1: Flagler,
3: yeah. Next one. Well, I was gonna say something ridiculous, but I'm glad I didn't. The Chick Fil A app. Sorry. Oh, Chick Fil A's app is great. Taco Bell is a solid app. I actually think the McDonald's app is slept on. I agree.
1: Dollar fries today,
3: by the way. Oh boy. All right. Thanks for letting me know that, Cal. Also, hey, Thank Sonic. You. Sonic has doing this two for five thing. I
4: like that. I love oh it. yeah, it's here to stay. Here Is it really?
3: Stay. You can get two cheeseburgers for five bucks. That's huge. That's massive. Uh, if you go to Brahms, you can get a bag of burgers though. We have
4: any? If we have any listeners out there that don't have Brahms or Sonic, I feel bad for you. Real bad. I feel like everyone has
3: Sonic. Isn't
4: it? No. Radio? Sonic's regional.
1: No, Sonic's everywhere. Sonic's in California.
4: Oh, I'm pretty sure it's regional.
1: I don't think it's everywhere was, at least. How was that one in California?
4: I know, but I don't think it. I don't think it's everywhere. It was. It's mm-hmm. an Oklahoma City place.
3: That's where its headquarters are.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I uh
3: That's just talking restaurants. Patrick Brahms
4: is anywhere. Well, uh, yeah, Brahms isn't anywhere. That's,
2: for sure.
3: that's Bra- for sure. Brahms has to have like uh, a farm or whatever closest to the restaurant or whatever. I think that it's like so they keep their f- uh, food fresh. But yeah, that's just talking restaurants with with three-man rush right there. Oh, yeah, Drew, come on. I mean, there's Sonic everywhere, man.
4: Look at the the Northeast.
2: There's barely any. Yeah, but it's not real. There there is so many Sonics. No, it's not that many. many. That's at least six. (laughs) (laughs) There's
3: there's
1: 3,500 Sonics.
3: Yeah, uh, Drew. There's, Drew thought it was an Edmund specialty. Well, now with this, if you don't have, if you don't have
2: shoot yourself. There's, there's a Sonic in forty five states.
3: Forty five states. <laughs> I told you. What I tell you. It's you not know, everywhere. There's probably. What I tell you. There's probably not one in the two Dakotas, and that's probably it. And then there's. It's probably the two Dakotas, Hawaii, and Alaska.
1: There's. Two in, there's two in North Dakota, two in South Dakota. I know there's not one in Alaska. I know there's not one in, in Hawaii.
3: So 40, 40, 40, uh, 40 uh, what, 45 of the 48 uh lower states has a Sonic, and Drew thought it was a Oklahoma City thing. Well, that's where it started.
1: It looks like New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine don't have one.
3: Oh, that's tough on them. Well, don't worry. Uh, this is this completely off gamble, topic
4: really. of this. This is completely off topic, but I was, watch, I was watching the Bills, the Bills Ravens game on Sunday, and I just had a brain fart, and I couldn't, I could not remember for the life of me where Baltimore was. Could have sworn it was in Ohio. <laughs> could have sworn.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. Honestly, it is kind of weird that they it's Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and then it's Baltimore. It's like Baltimore is kind of far away from all the other places that they're in that division, though. It's probably because it was it was the Indianapolis um, Colts before. Huh? I feel
4: like Baltimore's more recognizable than Maryland.
3: Well, I mean well, you, yeah. can, you think so? Yeah. Baltimore Baltimore is an absolute shit place to live. Well, I'm sure. Uh, I comp- I'm sure it's not that bad, but uh, the crime rate there is incredible. Yeah, Maryland's a state sometimes. To- their their murder rate is like uh, you know the old Texas Tech air raid offense, just lots of it, lots of yards, lots of numbers.
4: Yeah, what, what's the most What's the most forgettable state? I think Montana, uh, Gu- Connecticut. No, oh, it's true. Or New- Delaware? I, no,
3: New Hampshire. New Hampshire, a thousand percent. What about I Delaware? New-
4: who the hell's yeah, who? Have you ever that met that. anybody from Delaware?
3: Uh, no Dante di <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden apparently, hey, if if you, if you you better
2: bet your bottom dollar I'm betting Dante di threes again this year during the NBA oh, season and Nicole oh. yeah. So
1: there's a uh, there's a states app that apparently over nineteen million people have played it, and the lowest like percentage of people who like say where what the state is is Missouri. What I think I think, I think Missouri's only recognizable because we're close to Missouri. I think it, I think we would recognize New Hampshire and Vermont because I think it's all just a regional game. To be totally honest,
3: well, yeah, also,
4: yeah, it's a it's a joke that Rhode Island was is a
3: state. You, a want to, you want to to have forty nine states? That doesn't that's not even fun. Fifty is perfect. Well, just,
4: just cut Texas in half.
3: Fifty one, or I can see that forty. Yeah. What, would, what, hey, what would, about what about bringing Guam
2: into the picture?
1: I love Guam. I'm looking at a lot of lot of websites here that are showing Missouri as being the most forgettable state. Nebraska, another one. Don't forget about Wyoming.
2: Uh, I
4: love
3: well, Wyoming. I'll never forget about Wyoming. I'll never forget about <laughs> Allen. Josh Allen, man. Yeah, I will say Wyoming's most famous export is Josh Allen time uh okay let's talk about the let's talk about tennessee lsu um uh, 11 a.m kick as well i think this is a super exciting game uh dude the last time that these two teams played each other at lsu was literally 12 years ago so it's kind of crazy how the sec scheduling works that way um i think tennessee's a better team but it's it's a huge trap game for them because they have home against uh, alabama next week and then they played Florida um the week before the game before they had a bye week this last week. But if uh if Tennessee's to have a big season that their fans really want, I think this has to be a win, right?
4: Yeah, I agree. It make me a little nervous because I'm rooting for Tennessee, but going to Death Valley. If I mean you can be anybody and going to the Death Valley, it's gonna be a close game, I think. Doesn't matter how good or bad is gonna be. I'd probably be and
2: I think this might be Brian Kelly's kind of you know show he's legit game. If LSU can beat Tennessee, it's going to immediately prove that Brian Kelly, I I don't know if you can call him successful at LSU already, but it will prove it was it's a good fit, but I, we'll see.
4: If they can beat Tennessee, they'll probably jump into the top 15. Yeah. It looks
1: like LSU's quarterback is going to miss a ton of time, though. Seven banks is going to be out for like five or six weeks.
2: Is Jaden Daniels not starting
4: anymore? Corner. Cornerback. Oh,
3: oh that's, that's the thing. LSU will be fine at cornerback. Uh, I mean, they, they're they the DBU for a reason. I think they'll be fine at cornerback. I do think Seven Banks is a, a big loss, but also you have to think he didn't really he didn't really play very much at Ohio State, and I would argue LSU probably has better DBs than them, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but you, I'm watching Paul Feinbaum kind of here in the background right now, and they're talking about this game, and a guy, guy, guy just came on and said, Brian Kelly's getting fired. Oh. <laughs> Outrageous. Yeah, so hot take there from I don't know, like Shane Smith from from Tennessee. Uh, those, not sure, not sure he's right on that. He talk one. like bees. Yeah, Listen I wonder, here, Paul. I wonder what his sources are on that one.
4: Unless he's, he's, he's not the uh, same, Paul.
3: He's got a oof, bottle of Hennessy. Told me Brad Kelly's getting canned this week.
2: <laughs> Brad Kelly's out the door reported shane smith
4: it's a good youtube video watching paul feinbaum shows on youtube just hearing people call in just the crazy ones
3: he has the perfect name for a southern accent too because they all kind of say it like pow <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something Paul. i'd love to hear uh Molga or what's her name what was her name from Molga, alabama i can't remember her name but she was awesome uh debbie or something from volga alabama calls into paul Feinbomb all the time i'd love to hear her pronounce Pal gasol
4: who is, was it the paul feinbaum show where that woman called in and started screaming cow turd about calling
3: cow turd <laughs> yeah,
4: <it> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that i
3: think that was the girl from volga honestly i can't remember though that was awesome
4: Alabama dynasty is here to stay we're all damn tired.
3: Yeah. They, and the thing is, is all the, all the teams that, you know, they have like War Eagle, Roll damn or Roll Tide, Hottie Toddy, They all go, they all say that. And then they'll put damn in the middle of it. It's oh, so yeah. like, Hottie, damn, damn toddy. And they just think that's, they think that's awesome.
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. Extra emphasis. Yeah.
3: Uh, okay. Hey, oh, that's 11 a.m. We've got, it, honestly, it's a really good 11 a.m. slate. After that, it kind of gets a little bit rough, I think, but. Um, that seems what, what college football is kind of moving to. We get more, uh, better morning games for some reason. That's kind of been the, the recent trend. Well, let's talk about TCU and KU. We're back on it. Drew, are you nervous here with a win? I, I do want to go ahead and ask you one more question about it. If Kansas wins this game, are we getting the tattoo now or later?
4: At the end of the season. Okay. Okay. I got to watch them play their bowl game first. Just know it's real. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's going to feel like an absolute revelation when they play in a bowl game.
4: I I think is going to win, though. I think is better.
3: Yeah, no, I, I kind of do, too. What do you guys think about TCU-KU? I, I, I TCU think this is the best whatnot. team. I'm oh,
2: go
1: ahead. Sorry. I, I was just saying, yeah, TCU's going to win this one. As much as I want KU to win it, it, it I think they've met their match. It, it's about time they come a little more down to earth.
4: and yeah, play a formidable yeah. opponent.
2: Yeah, this is the best team KU's played, and I don't think it's close. Um, so I could see first loss, but I mean, if Kansas is really as good as we think they are, at least us three think they are. Um, not Drew, but I mean, I could see him. I could see him winning. I could see him losing. I can see either work. Jane Daniels is him. In my in my parlay, I put TCU minus seven in there.
3: Oh, I think that's an easy bet. I would definitely do that bet. Um, another sellout in the booth though. Uh gonna be gonna be rocking. College game day gonna be there. Great atmosphere for college football. I'm gonna be pumped about that. Now Kansas State has been on Twitter, they've been doing this, uh they've been really, really hitting it home that can apparently Kansas doesn't have indoor plumbing at their at their stadium. So everyone has to use porta potties, apparently. Like there's no bathrooms in the stadium. Is that true, Calvin?
1: That is correct. Yeah, I had to use a porta potty there. They're all Oh, they're all outside, they're on this like, little hill, and they're just kind of on the inside, spread out every so often. Oh,
3: yeah. So, they've got a piss hill.
2: It. Yep, they do they mentally
3: beat your opponents anyway, making uncomfortable. <laughs> That's that is a tough, a tough break for all the fans. How many
2: times have you really looked at a porta potty and been like, All right, I gotta poop in there? It's just like, oh. I'm not pooping in a porta potty. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, I feel I bad
4: I feel bad for the people that are, that get drunk at the game and get sick and have to go throw up in a porta potty. Yeah, poop right in your face.
3: That's always a tough <laughs> break when you're putting your face in a in a portable potty. <laughs> because,
4: you know people aren't hitting the when people are peeing, they're not hitting the the hole. Yeah, yeah. They're all over
3: the place. Oh God, no! When they're pooping, they're barely hitting the hole. Half the time, the other things. Listen you listen want to be me in out.
2: that thing as least as possible. I might get I might get
4: ridiculed for this, but there's been times I've been in a porta potty and I and I missed the I missed the hole on purpose. I just piss anywhere I want. <laughs> what? Wait, what? What you <laughs> Go back, uh, here, rewind. Like I said, I'll be ridiculed for it. Last year at Bedlam, I was oh, pissed drunk, oh,
3: and I just oh, I no. went to a porta
4: potty and made sure
2: I missed. Just because you despised right. still
3: with you at that point.
2: Yeah. All right. It was a, Hey, at least he has a motive behind it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he didn't have a motive, that would that would worry me a little bit.
4: There was a big fat O.S.U. man behind me. I said, "This guy's gonna feel feel my wrath."
3: <laughs> Dude that's so fucked up. Have you guys ever seen? It? I can't remember what movie it is, but somebody gets in the porta potty and it gets tipped over. That would oh. be literal hell. Isn't that well, jackass? That, maybe, yeah, I the guess. jackass one they put in a slingshot.
2: Oh, oh my god. That would be in like where is sitting inside, strapped down. Just all the innards of that porta potty is
3: getting oh everywhere. My God, dude, oh. that's it's shocking. Just, Steve, just still
4: alive? Absolutely shocking that man's still alive.
3: It's like on- honestly like sober, at this dude. point, it would be so fucking disappointing if he died. Of just like what, like what if that guy just got like leukemia? <laughs> like like <laughs> he's got to die in a big in an way. The world. Incredible. He hates yeah. him. Yeah uh okay but hey tcu i, I think tc what do you guys think about tcu winning 10 games i think it's a team that could win 10 games i think they're pretty damn good they've got what four four wins already so they're, yeah, well, they're about 40 percent way there they have incredible receivers and also their defense didn't look too too bad they have a, a great uh i saw a metric yesterday that uh there's there's been i think about 45 players reach uh 20 per, 20 miles per hour or higher tcu has four of them so their team speed is like pretty incredible um, I don't think that this is going to be a close game. I think it's awesome that game is going to be there, but I, I think TCU is
4: going
3: to win. The linebacker for TCU is number nineteen. He is awesome. Uh, TCU's the, the Steve, winners, yeah. is that what we're talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's very good.
4: Their receivers are also huge.
1: Yeah, they are. Tay Barber's good, man.
3: They have they have some. Uh, Quinn Johnson's
1: Stabion good. Savion Savion Williams. Yeah. Williams, he plays for TCU, correct?
3: Yeah, he's I think he's a redshirt freshman yeah. Yeah, he's the one that was that was dominating us. Yeah.
4: He made Jaden Davis look like a little boy. (laughs) Um,
2: Once again, Jaden Davis (laughs) looking like a little baby boy. It's his it's his it happens every year, and I don't know why we keep sending him out on the field, man.
4: I I mean, I swear I swear to God if we put Jaden Davis on Xavier Worthy again. We saw what happened last year. It's not a good it's not a good combo.
3: You guys, uh, I think that TCU has a a good uh, mixture of like big ass receivers, and then they have a couple little small guys that are super fast. Do you guys want to talk about T- Texas OU though now? If we're if we're just going right into that game, sure. I'm nervous. It's, it's another 11 a.m. game, so yeah, and it 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 always is. Obviously, um, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, guys. I just, I'm looking at places where this could be, you know, a silver lining for OU in a way. I think this is a tough one. It's a tough time to play in Texas right now. Like I'm-
2: yeah,
4: I,
3: Sooners, I Brent Venables came out and said that uh that we're
2: going to be filtering through with about three quarterbacks this week at practice if Dylan Gabriel's not available. So we legitimately might see Nick Evers um play. I pray to God because I can't watch Davis Bevel in the Cotton Bowl. I might I might jump off the top of it. Um I'm terrified. I'm I'm so nervous for this game. Um, I think I mean in that game anything can happen. So I think we can win. But at this point, I I don't know.
4: I'm not too nervous because we're expected to lose. So if we uh, if we go in there and win, it will just open people's eyes again, I guess. Or maybe it just says them. Maybe te- the people will start saying Texas is horrible, no, which is always know. fun. Yeah, I love seeing a bad Texas team. Give me the Sooners. <laughs>
3: I love it, man. What do you guys think about Micah Bowens? I've heard that he mm-hmm. might actually be uh in the cards to get some snaps this week uh, with the I, I
4: kind of hope he plays. Does I mean he's a he's a true dual threat.
3: Well, people were saying he was the one that looked the best in the spring game and uh, of the backups and then he's like looks at it like he might be the fourth or fifth in the depth chart. So that's a little odd to me. Mm-hmm. He's like you know, Kyler I, I kind of hope he's tiny.
2: But
4: and I've been, I always have. I I love having a good running quarterback. You I mean Gabriel, I mean, he's a decent runner, not great. He can get loose every once in a while, but like Davis Bevel might be the slowest human being on earth. And if our offensive line plays like they have the last couple of weeks, then we're going to need someone that can get out of the pocket. And that's Michael Bones. Yeah. Nick Evers is also a dual threat. So, I mean, I'd like to see Nick Evers out there as well. Anybody I think, but Davis bevel
3: I think the the biggest part of it is dif- defense. I mean, you guys will be able to you have enough talent on offense to probably put up 25 against any anybody really. Um, which is not a lot of points, but it's a good enough points to win if you have a good defense. Uh, but yeah, the defense last week was just busting cover threes, like basic, simple things. And so he, that obviously can't happen this week with a lot of yeah. the people at Texas.
4: And obviously, TCU just gashed us, but a lot of the a lot of the mistakes on defense that we made were fixable mistakes. Because some of them were just straight up blown coverages where there wasn't a person within twenty five yards of the guy, I and mean, you can fix that type of stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah, but that takes communication on the back end, and I, and that that part of it a little bit harder to kind of get to to together. It takes a little bit more time. I, I I don't see this game particularly close if Quinn Ewers plays, but it's a rivalry game, and you know what? I mean, OU has been very wishy washy so far. I mean, they looked really good against Nebraska. I don't think Nebraska is good at all, but. You know, if they can kind of get – I think the first quarter is going to be so huge, man. If they can get their feet under them, I think that will be a close game.
4: What I want to see –
3: I don't mean this as like a a dig at OU, but the
1: way this season has gone, I'll be more shocked to see a win for OU than anything, especially with the quarterback situation and everything that's going on. And Hudson Hudson Card probably not playing. It'll be Quinn Ewers. I'll be shocked to see OU win this one, as weird as that sounds.
4: Taking the Sooners, man.
3: other thing we have to, I don't, we have to understand is – yeah. no, I respect it. The other thing we one,
4: have to understand – One thing about me is that I will never, ever pick my team to lose, no matter who we play. <laughs> this is how it goes.
3: O- OU plays the Bills. Who are we taking?
4: Oh. Oh. Give me the Sooners and a close one. <laughs> Josh Allen. Josh Allen's got 780 yards of total offense, but we're pulling one out.
3: I respect it, man. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say here that, like, I, I kind of think that it, that we have to understand that that uh, Quinn Ewers is not fully healthy. That's the other thing. If if he comes in and he's not completely healthy, and there's a, a shoulder issue, and they kind of coddle him, and and you know make the game plan in a certain way, or if he gets re injured, OU will really that that will be their chance to win the game. So,
4: um, um, obviously, I'm not rooting for an injury. No, no. I want to beat. I want. I want to beat them fair and square.
3: No, I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I just think that is something you have to understand is that his health is still kind of a concern. Um, yeah. This is the first time, though, that these two teams, there's not really a huge expectations for either team in this game when they're playing each other. Um, so it's it's definitely interesting um, to kind of see who, who can maybe uh, cat- cat- catapult themselves into having a good season with a win. What I
4: want to see from the OU offense is long and lengthy drives. Just try to chew clock as much as you can. And get defense rest, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we, as OU fans, we've never seen us, like, go slow on offense and try to take chew clock, but I think that's what you're going to have to do to win this game.
3: Yeah, that would be certainly a different um, – something that's, you know, not not uh, normal for them. But, yeah, I think, I think you might be right um texas texas is, is not an incredible team but i just i don't know it's just a tough spot but let's move on let's talk about arkansas mississippi state real quick um this to me is a must win for both teams if they're truly going to compete in the sec west this season i really really like the bulldogs here uh, i tweeted it earlier this morning Ra Ra thomas um i've been watching some watches my lights this this motherfucker is insane um he's really really good um, but also Arkansas's past defense is a bottomless pit of bullshit. So I really like the dogs here. Hey,
4: Cal Belleville going to be rocking. I'm taking the dogs as well.
3: I love yeah, it. Yeah, I've got the
1: dogs. I think, I, I think it'll be, uh, this is a, this is a classic Drew thing. I think it'll be a, it'll be close in the first half and then they'll pull away at the end in the fourth quarter. I, I think it'll be a close game for a long time. And Mississippi state will, will make Arkansas uh, turn the ball over mm-hmm. and it'll be over just like that.
3: It's it's one of those games where like I don't think either team is is exceptionally good, so it's kind of kind of come down to who makes the least mistakes. Uh, Mississippi State's just a really really good passing offense, though. Obviously, Mike Leach is their coach. Um, they're going to be a good passing offense, and Arkansas's pass defense is, I think, one hundred and twenty eighth in the country. Which there's only one hundred and thirty one teams, so uh, you know that's pretty fucking bad. So I think that's a pretty big mismatch that leans Mississippi State, and they also are at home. So I think it's a good bet for Mississippi State, but they're also favored by eight, which is a lot.
4: It's a it's a tough atmosphere for
2: Arkansas. I agree.
1: It'll it'll be tough going in there, and I don't, I just don't think Arkansas. I mean Arkansas is good, but they're not. They're I, I expect them to be better
3: before the season. I'll say that they had more hype before the season for sure.
2: Yeah, they did.
3: All right, um, let's talk – we'll just talk about this game, then we'll switch over to another uh, uh, cast because it's almost up. But uh, Auburn-Georgia, uh, another game here. I think this one's at 2.30, and then we'll kind of get into some of the better games or at least perceived better games. But uh, I think if, if Georgia struggles in this one, I'll really be kind of concerned um, that, that it's not just a, a two-week issue with Kent State and Missouri because I I'd think Auburn might be one of the worst teams in all of Power Five. They are really, really bad and uh yeah i don't know if you guys have, have you guys watched robbie ashford though for for auburn i think he might be pretty damn good the quarterback they've recently put in uh,
4: i try to i try yeah, to steer right. clear he's off a, room games yeah
1: i don't watch i don't watch a whole lot of them but his stats don't look incredible
3: yeah the stats aren't incredible he he looked really like fast he just looks really fast quick he wears number nine kind of uh same build as bryce young it's kind of weird how that worked out um that he's the, the quarterback now at auburn but um I don't, I don't know they're just not a good team uh georgia though as a top three or four team i think this is kind of a week where they're hearing everybody kind of talk like maybe they're not number one or number two so i, I think there's there's a chance they really blow out auburn yeah well, be, i think they will
1: it'll be by 40, be by
4: 40 yeah. this week, I man if, if auburn if auburn's gonna have any chance in that game they're gonna have to take drives at last nearly a quarter and end up Although scoring on them
1: You put them in the same situation. If you put Georgia in the same situation they were in against Missouri last week with Auburn, I think Auburn is a team that could, you know, put that one away a little better than Missouri could. So I think, I think they have to get out early because you can't get into games. I mean, I know Auburn is not good, but they've got a little more firepower than Missouri does.
3: I think Bigsby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about, we talked about, uh, like, like Missouri uh, and Georgia played obviously very close. Well, so did Auburn and Missouri. Um, Auburn, Missouri was like an, weirdest game ever and Auburn ended up winning in overtime. So they're very similar teams in terms of how good they are. But Georgia, you know, I honestly quite, quite honestly, Georgia got outplayed by Missouri. Now they're just a better team, have more talent. So they were able to win the game. But Missouri played harder, was was you know executing better. So I, I think it's a big game for, for Georgia to kind of write the ship and, and claim that they're a top five team.
4: Yeah I'm not I'm not too worried about Georgia because great teams find ways to win even when they're like down in the dumps like that where they were in missouri they always find a way to win so i think i think they'll probably pants them
3: oh we've got a panting
4: yeah, also we have less than one minute left so
2: i do
3: it come on now hey uh hey. uh we're still going hey, hey, here. hey. we're still going here uh, the Zoom just wants us to end it and and have to start another Zoom. I don't know why it wants us to do that. It's, it's real annoying, but we're going to get going here on some more games. I think uh, an important game that's near and dear to my heart is Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Sounds like uh, people on Twitter are now calling it the new Dust Bowl. It's, that's the new name of the rivalry. It's what we're calling it. Uh, the other option was Red Dirt Rivalry. I kind of liked that one a little bit more, but uh, Dust Bowl is just fine. Well, what's why um, isn't the, I the like Red Dirt Rivalry. It,
4: what does Red Dirt rivalry mean though? There's no Red Dirt in in Stillwater.
3: Well, it's like the the two fan bases that like enjoy Red Dirt music the most. Though there's like Cat yeah. Fry and then Texas Tech has a concert or something. I don't know.
4: I'll tell you one thing: Tech fans might be the most outrageous fan base in America. I I heard one. I heard a story one time where the OU bus was driving by and people threw bags of poop at it as they were driving by. <laughs> Tech fans. <laughs> Wait, bags of poop. Yeah, they shit in a bag and threw it at the bus.
3: See, uh, I heard they were throwing batteries, like double-A batteries at people. <laughs> Which is uh, way worse. <laughs> well, I guess not really worse than a bag of poop. That's not great.
4: Every, every, <laughs> who, shits in, every, who shits in a bag? Every, every, fan, every fan base has that c- a couple. Because my dad said the first time he went to Bedlam in Stillwater, there was an OSU fans standing on a building trying to take a piss on him
3: where did you where was your dad walking
4: i have no clue but he was getting pissed on
3: yeah i guess i mean i know every fan base uh, has a, a couple but last year when i was in lubbock uh four or five bottles got thrown on the field and they were losing 23 and nothing and they were all thought some there was some bad call like it doesn't even matter at this point
1: i have pooped in a bag before
4: did you throw it at a bus though threw it out of a bus actually oh
3: quite good enough
4: go. Was it actually,
3: yeah, it's like a little uh, it's a yeah, little... Well,
4: I mean, and and we, we we wouldn't stop for him.
3: maybe maybe it was Calvin that threw a bag of poop at the OU bus, he, he just tossed it out the window and didn't look. Yeah, it was me
4: <laughs> to have a tech shirt on or something, <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, boy. Okay, uh, but, yeah, about the actual game, I'm I'm oddly nervous for this game. Uh, Oklahoma State's really dominated Tech uh, last probably, I don't know, 15 years or so. Um. Uh, but this is where a spot – this is just a spot I feel like we're nervous? a little – I think we're a little bit overconfident maybe. I don't know. I just get nervous for every OSU game, so that's probably the point. But, uh, yeah, I don't know.
4: I don't think, I don't nervous, I don't think Tech's a bad team either.
3: That's the thing, yeah. I don't think they're too bad. But
4: I think they have enough offensive firepower to, like, maybe catch you guys sleeping on defense every, every once in a while.
3: Yeah. Uh,
4: don't be nervous, Jake. This one's fine. This one's in the bag. Mm. Okay. No. Can't be saying that. I, 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 I understand where he's coming from because I'm nervous about every game, even if we're playing can't State. Now, now, when I walk into the stadium on Saturday, I'll be nervous.
1: But right now, I'm fine. It, it, it's Tuesday afternoon. Right, right, now, right now, I'm fine. Saturday morning comes around, I'll be more nervous.
3: Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I get that. Um, I do think if if we if we are able to run the ball on them, I think it really like it's not going to be very close because if you can control the game and control the clock with with our run and get a lead, they they're not their offensive line has no chance against our pass rush. And if you're down, obviously you have to pass more. Um, our pass rush took over in the second half against Baylor, and I think it would, Baylor has the best offensive line in the Big Twelve. So like um, Texas Tech has been really susceptible to a pass rush, and if we can kind of get that, I think it would probably be huge. But I feel, like, I, I feel like
4: the kind of the the key of, the key to the game for you guys is probably just not to let them hang around because you never want to let a team hang around because one one play can change the entire game after that.
3: Certainly, that's a good point. And uh, Oklahoma State is uh, very very exceptional at letting teams hang around. That's actually our best skill. Um, we we should have beaten Baylor last week by 25, and we just we just refused to do it. I mean, just we just refused to do it the entire game. I mean, it, uh, it, it, nothing makes me more angry than OSU not putting someone just like stepping on their necks, you know. But we yeah, never let me do. Let,
4: let me once, let me say one thing about Baylor. Dave Randa has the biggest set of nuts I've ever seen for calling that that fourth and one on their on their own 13. We ended it didn't end, end up working out because they threw an the interception a couple of plays later. But I was like, wow,
3: they kind of had to though. That was the thing. I mean I get it it took some nuts but also I think he went for it on fourth down so often because he knew that his team wasn't the better team quite honestly um you know you have to take risks like that when you're down
4: and, and- you know I not- I agree. I just it was just shocking to see it from their own thirteen. I was like, oh, wow, I, yeah. I I expected a punt.
3: Yeah, the thing was early. the 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 play that on third down was third and seven. So Oklahoma State basically kind of stayed at the sticks, thinking there's no fucking chance they go for this if it's fourth and one or fourth and two. And we tackled <laughs> yeah, them a yeah. yard short and they just went for it on their own fourteen down eight, which is crazy. I was just I was trying I
4: was I when they went out when they went out there with the offense, I just assumed they're trying to draw you guys off sides. It's Like, there's no way they're gonna snap this ball. But well,
3: he went for it all day. I mean, they went for it on their own in their own territory the entire game. Mm.
4: Mm. Nutsy call. What yeah. do I gotta say about it?
1: Uh, I was listening to it on the radio, and I was like, fourth and one. I was singing the same thing, Drew. I was like, oh, they're just gonna draw f- draw us offside, Then Hunziker goes, and the ball steps. Like, what? What is happening? <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, Mike Gundy had it on fourth and one a couple times in Texas tech territory and just decided to punt. And I hate it more than anything. I mean, I hate it as much as the next guy, but it worked out because we downed him on the one and then got a safety. And then the second time we downed him on the four. So it was a huge, huge shift in momentum for sure. Um, even though we were moving the ball and probably should have gone for it in my opinion, but whatever.
1: Gun- Gundy, Gundy believes in Tom
3: Hutton more than he Well, he believes in Tom Hutton as much as he believes in anybody on the team. And honestly, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but Tom Hutton is an incredible punter because he's not great at hitting a boomer, but he can, you know, get it inside the 10. And then also so many people seem to drop his punts.
4: The biggest play of that game was the the Jaden it's touchdown return. Oh, because without so- that, it would have been like, it would have been one score game late in the fourth quarter.
3: I mean, yeah, you say that, but we were getting the ball out of half. So he could have easily taken that ball and scored if he didn't. It was a kickoff return to go up twenty. I mean, yeah, I get, I get that. I'm just saying, even if we take the ball and we go get a field goal there, it's nineteen to three, and they hadn't really moved the ball very successfully. So, Monterey Baldwin, though, boy, he's pretty fucking good.
4: Hey, uh, I'll say Colby Powell was exactly right about that game. He said OSU is going to allow a couple big plays on defense. That's so going to allow Baylor score. And Exactly what happened.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, if they continue to get better and communicate more on the back end, I think that that will kind of. Stop itself. I do think that well, one throw. Obviously, I think it was Brock Heward who was calling the game. He talked about it a bunch, but that one throw Shapin had that to Monterey well, ball was a dime. Was a fucking dime. That, that, was, was that might dime. be the best. At first, I was like, "What in the hell is Jason Taylor doing? How did he not pick that off?" What I think happened was he just he he underestimated how how far the ball was going to carry. Like he just didn't think it was going to keep going. I mean,
4: that, was the, that was one of the better throws this season, I think. That was a dime.
3: Yeah, it was beautiful, and he had a guy right in his face as well. Uh, okay, hey, let's talk about Pac-12 though, real quick. I, I think this is maybe the most exciting game of the day, actually. Quite honestly, uh, UCLA Utah. It gets me fired up. I think um, I'm just pumped about that game. I don't know why, but might be my favorite game the whole week. DTR versus Cam Rising, fun. Um, I think UCLA might be the TCU of the Pac-12 this year, where they're just a team that not many people expected to be this good, but they're they're capable of winning ten games. Um, but yeah, I think we got to respect the pack here.
4: Yeah, um, I put I put. Utah minus two and a half in my parlay, but I'm a little nervous about it because UCLA looked looked real good last week. Plus when you have it, when you have a quarterback that with that much experience, you can. It's kind of hard to doubt him, especially the
1: game. would be sick, dude, if it was at like 10 p.m. I, like 2:30 is always fun too, but 10 p.m. start for this game would be so awesome because I'm I'm really excited to see this game and how it turns out because I. I can see it going both ways. I can see UCLA winning and and then Utah either running away with it at the end or whatever. It's it's it'll be an interesting game to to watch as we go on throughout the throughout the Saturday.
4: Honestly, it's kind of sad that that I'm that I'm questioning if the Rose Bowl is going to even be packed for that game. Like it won't when you got be. this big of a matchup, it's it's got to be packed, but it won't be. It's a sorry fan base.
3: I think Utah might even have more fans.
4: I agree. Utah traveled to Florida.
3: Utah traveled to Las Vegas last year, too, for the championship game. It was all Utah fans. Uh, they have a – both schools in Utah have really good fan bases. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, th- this game, to me, is make or break for Utah, though. I mean, if Utah loses this game, they're they're definitely kind of a, a disappointment for how high their expectations were before the season.
4: Yeah, I agree. Uh,
1: I, I'm not I'm... – I'm not defending. I, I will not ever, ever, ever defend this because it's so stupid. But boy, getting to the Rose Bowl is a real is a real pain in the butt to get to.
3: Yeah, yeah. I've heard that, but I don't know. It's a pain in the butt for people to travel four hours to go to an OSU game, too. But I mean, a lot of people do it as alumni. You know
4: I'm saying it's just yeah. But if, if they if they, they still a whole lot harder care,
1: I'm not again. I'm not defending, but getting to Stillwater is a whole lot easier than getting to
4: Pasadena, California, especially
1: on especially on I five.
3: No, yeah, I, no, I get that. I get that. No, I I, I agree with that. See, I was saying if they truly cared, they'd show up. I agree. Do, okay. you guys are, do you guys remember that one game? I think it was the Taylor Cornelius Bedlam game. I, I don't know if you were there, Calvin, or not, but me and Drew sat – we were going to Buffalo Wild Wings, and we sat in quite possibly the worst traffic I've ever seen before in my life in Norman because everybody was trying to get out of the game. We sat in the same spot for an hour and a half. Didn't we try to run home before – I can't remember. Was that that was that we were in Stillwater that, for that, that game? game? We were in yeah. Stillwater. It was one in Norman. It was my freshman year of college. It was insane. Oh, no, I was I was sadly not there. Yeah, and then William uh, William just ended up taking that. We got one of those buzzers for <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings to like buzz when the table's ready, and he just took it with us.
4: And <laughs> you know, do you know, William thought. Like uh he, he was gonna stay at our house and he thought that he wasn't welcome, so he we took an Uber all the way back from Norman to Bartlesville. To that night? yeah, why just ask? You can stay there. It's not a big it's not a big deal at all. <laughs> but he took an Uber from Norman to Bartlesville, two and a half hour Uber. God, uh, I, I feel so bad for that Uber driver. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Two and a half yeah, that's hours. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what William was thinking, like of course he could stay. It was just kind of <laughs> shocking to hear that because I, I heard
3: about that like a year later. <laughs> yeah, that is bad. Uh, considering we all stayed at his uh, house in Colorado, I feel like you'd have to be a real dick not to let him stay <laughs> with you. Yeah,
4: that's <laughs> what I'm saying. He didn't even ask. Uh, like, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think it was really a question that you can stay. It was just like I guess we have to tell him or
3: something. Yeah. Next next time you gotta you gotta send him a card or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it. He didn't ask
1: the head leader of the group and.
4: Oh, yeah. Got to ask a group leader.
3: <laughs> Got to ask Mario. <laughs> oh, boy. Right, let's talk about Ohio State and Michigan State. I think this might be my boob job game. Um, this is the biggest mismatch in all of college football. I mean, it just is. the The wide receivers of Ohio State versus the defensive backs of Michigan State is like putting oil and water together. Like it's just extremely good and extremely bad, and it's just unfair because those two things don't mix together.
4: You know what? Uh, you know what? Michigan State is this game. You know when they had that giant oil spill? There's, there's, those, there's those little ducklings that just got stuck in the oil.
3: <laughs> oh boy, Ohio State's oh, terrible. Ohio State's uh, the the BP oil spill. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Uh,
1: I, looked- I don't. Th- I looked and saw the I saw the two logos together. I was like, hey, this will be fun. I was like, no, it won't be. Michigan State's terrible.
3: Yeah, it's so bad, dude. I they they they're not like the worst team. Um, because they have a decent offense. Their offense is not bad. Um, and the rest of their defense is is okay. But the the defensive backs, man, their are – like their pass defense is is historically bad. And it's hilarious because Mel Tucker coaches that side of the ball. Is, I don't, uh, yeah.
4: Is the game in East Lansing?
3: It is. Um, I don't care
4: then it will be close for the first quarter. It'll be 7-3 to three at the end of the first quarter, and the final score will be 49-10. to 10.
3: It was really bad last year, and Michigan State had a really good team last year. Um, not really good, but a solid, a very good team. Um, and, and they got absolutely pants by Ohio State last year, so I don't think it's expected to be much better this year. Uh, yeah, it'll be a blowout. Uh, hey, another game that I think is a little bit mildly interesting, we don't have to talk about it very long, but UNC-Miami. Um, Miami, if they're going to get the the ship righted here and have a decent season on Mario Cristobal's first season, uh, I think this is a spot they got to do it in. So, what do you guys think about that game?
4: Uh, I think the Tar Heels will win. I just, I might Miami had a lot of hype coming into this season. They're just not very good. It's flat out. They got blown out by Middle Tennessee State. Um, they just got to give they got to give Tyler Van Dyke more help. I he he hasn't even played that great either. I mean, even when, when your best player is not playing too, as good as he's supposed to be playing, then it's just a horrible combo. And I think North Carolina will win.
1: I think I said to say Miami, I think Miami will pull this one out. I don't think it'll be a pretty game by any means, but it, it I, I would be, if I were to like gun to my head, I'd probably say UNC. Just Miami being at home, possibly, I guess it's just, it's just an interesting game. Miami overrated. North Carolina is a little underrated, in my opinion. I think they're pretty good. Team, they, they got a good ball club down there. Drake May has played very well this year and he's got a lot of time to be better. So, uh, but yeah, I think I'll take Miami just based off um, everything that I've seen from being in Miami. I guess I don't know, I kind of like Miami a little bit too.
4: That, that North Carolina offense is pretty good. Drake May, Drake, Drake May is
3: so good, man. Yeah, if uh, so Gene Chizik is, um, if you remember him, he was the head coach at Auburn back when they had Cam Newton, he's the defensive coordinator for North Carolina. And let me just tell you. He 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 needs to be paid about as much as a homeless man for that job. He has done fucking nothing. <laughs> like they, their defense is insanely bad.
4: You might need to bet the over that game. That'll be a, that'll be a shootout.
3: Yeah. yeah, let's see what it is. I, I bet that it's probably pretty high. But that that would certainly be a, a good a, a good bet. Uh, let's see, sixty six. I think I'd still bet that. Yeah uh also hey army and wake forest play again uh this year last year they had an incredible score i want to say that the score of that game was like 70 to 56 so if you're looking for an over to bet that's a really good one yeah 70 to 56 last year army and wake forest so if you need an over bet that
4: i'm all on the wake forest train
3: i kind of am too i kind of i kind of uh kind of agree with you Let's talk Washington state USC here though. Um, this is a, a night game. I think it's at six 30. So it'll probably be bright out there in, in Southern California. Uh, I wish this game was in Pullman Washington because I think that they'd have a real shot. Washington state is, is not a bad bet here though, because they, they're not a bad team. They should have beaten Oregon. And at at that point, they'd be five and with wins over Wisconsin and Oregon. Um, I think that they beat somebody at least fairly decent last week. Maybe not. I could be wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, what do you guys think about that game? They beat
1: Cal last week night, twenty-eight
3: Yeah, Cal's not horrible. I don't know. It's not- and,
1: and then only lost to Oregon by three.
3: They had Oregon. They they had Oregon. They should have be, They should have won that game. That that was a. They they screwed that up late. It it'll,
4: it'll be another shootout, but USC's just gonna score more points than them, which is how it's gonna be. I mean Caleb Williams is so is so good? It's so hard to stop that guy. You can have like five people in the backfield about to tackle him, and somehow he'll get out of the pocket and scramble for 15 yards.
1: The line on this is 13, man.
3: Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Well, USC beat yeah. Arizona State by 17, and I think Washington State's four points better than Arizona State.
4: Just the thing is, when That's you're playing it. USC, you can't you can't be trading touchdowns with them because USC's going to score more touchdowns than you are.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's true, but. I mean, if, if USC was to have an off game kind of like they did against Oregon State where they scored 17 and it took every bit of four quarters for them to do that, that's yeah. a, it's a winnable game for Washington State. But you'd have to kind of have an off day. So, I don't know.
4: I, I agree. I, I'd love to see the Cougars win that one. I would absolutely they, 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 got a score. they got to score. Yeah, they got to score. A lot of points.
3: Cam Ward in the in the spotlight against Caleb Williams is, a, is at least a pretty fun quarterback matchup. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about BYU-Notre Dame, though. This is a game that I think a lot of people circled on their calendars before the season saying these are two independent teams that have a real shot at the playoffs. Um, obviously, that's not true now for Notre Dame. I think BYU still probably has a fighter's chance. They play a pretty hard schedule. I said on Twitter, Mormons in Las Vegas has got to be a reality TV show because this game's in Las Vegas. Um, but this is a huge game for BYU.
4: Oh Yeah, it is. Uh, I was actually kind of shocked to see that Notre Dame was favored in that game um it's plus three and a half i think i think the mormon's gonna pull it off i think there's a better team than them to be yeah. quite honest
1: i don't i don't know why i don't know why notre dame's favorite i honestly i'll be more shocked if notre dame wins this game than than loser than i guess loses it i think i think BYU going there beat be it by two touchdowns
4: because i mean byu's quarterback is miles better than whatever notre dame throws out there
3: that's true uh i do think when these funky lines they're they're i don't know there's just something up there but Notre Dame and and Marcus Freeman can really turn around their season with a win here, I think. And we've seen that before with BYU. BYU has really struggled against a team like this, where it's kind of just more talented, I guess, is probably the way to say it. I don't know. Notre Dame, I don't know how much actual talent they have compared to BYU. BYU has some really good players, but I don't know. This is a huge game for BYU, in my opinion. And just kind of the, the whole, um, I don't know uh, the, the way people, Perceive them as a brand nationally is a big game.
4: I'll definitely be tuned in that game. That's a that's a really good game.
3: there's a good slate of games this week, man. There's a lot of fun. Yeah, some some fun ones. Uh, it just kind of stinks that a couple of the top teams are going to probably roll. I, I don't know, but that's fine. That happens anyways. Um, we could talk Clemson, Boston College, but I think that's probably pointless. We're all probably going to pick Clemson there.
4: is going to roll them.
3: Boston College, man, they've taken a really, really big step back um, under Jeff Halfley because he kind of got things looking a little bit—I uh, don't know—optimistic for a little bit.
4: When was the last time Boston College was good? Was it when they had was, wasn't AJ Dillon the running back when? Like, didn't he have like most rushing yards ever? They had Andre Williams too. That was that's really who good. I was thinking of. Yeah, Andre was AJ Dillon there as well though. Yeah, so I thought they've had some good running backs.
3: They have. Um, also, you know, obviously. Indianapolis Colts legend, Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah. The the chosen one.
1: That's what the real coach JB thinks. Jason Brown thinks he's, like, incredible. Yeah, he does love Matt Ryan. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Just it's uh, He's a Colts fan, though, so I
4: mean, I guess a little bit of Homer there. I mean, you're talking about Matt Ryan might be the slowest quarterback in the league, and that's saying something with Tom Brady still playing.
3: Matt Ryan has become a free sack.
4: Yeah. And like he, the Carson Wentz is the easiest sack in all football I mean that man just he had sacked like every it's, other play
3: I will give him this though that offensive line and uh, the commies offensive line is about it's a pretty much a sieve
4: yeah that's not great uh
3: let's talk let's talk farm again here though Kansas State Iowa State I really think Kansas State's just a better team here but this is a late night game in Ames and Kansas state's kind of figured it out. They're you know ranked 20th. I think it's the first time they've been ranked this season. Um, you know, Kansas state's won two big games in a row. This is a big game for them. And obviously night game in Ames, this is kind of where Iowa state's going to try and write the, right the ship after two consecutive losses. It's just not an easy spot for, for Kansas state, but I think they are the better team here. So what, what do you guys think about Adrian Martinez and the, and the wildcats going into Ames?
4: Uh, I mean, you any night game names, I don't care who you are, you got to be a little nervous going in there. But I, yeah, like you said, K State's a better team. I think K State they've already they've already faced a couple good atmospheres. They played OU in a pretty good atmosphere. They found a way to win. Might expect the same thing this game.
1: Uh, uh I will say this though, Iowa State's wearing all black for a night oh, game
4: advance, which is they don't lose in all black.
3: <laughs> yeah, I hate it. Yeah, it's always they nice have- when, when Iowa State pulls out the the all all blacks when they're that's just not their color scheme, but it's all right.
4: You never want to see them. it's cool though. I got when like- you're when you're playing, a, if you're playing Iowa State and they're wearing the all blacks. You better pray.
3: Yeah, that's it's true. It's just weird that the, I, I don't know. I, the, I will say the the move to wear all blacks was a great was a great move for them because their normal uniforms are absolute garbage.
4: Oh, it's horrible. It's ketchup and mustard.
3: It li- it literally looks like a hot dog.
4: It's it's bad.
3: What are they gonna do next? Wear relish uniforms? Come on.
4: Oh, I hope not. I would uh, say the
3: Pitt State gorillas look very. They they really do. Yeah, gorillas. Um, <laughs> I, that's one of my favorite chants of all time. They're, they're called the gorillas. They're the,
1: only, they're the only school in America that's mascot is the gorillas, which is odd. I-
3: yeah, they're in Kansas. There's not really any gorillas there. There's, there's no gorillas. Are there any gorillas in all of the United States in the wild?
4: No. It's one of the, the Tulsa Zoo.
3: Obviously, Drew. There's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's one at the Tulsa Zoo. There's unfortunately one of them has gone to rest at the Cincinnati Zoo.
4: Free, free, free Harambe. They should put the mom down instead. Oh
2: my god! <laughs> now
4: you let your kid go into a freaking gorilla gorilla cage. It's outrageous.
3: Yeah, you. That is true. How bad of a mom do you have to be? It's horrible. Uh, let's talk AM Alabama though, real quick. I think this might be the ass kicking of the year. Uh, Mister Mister Jimbo Fisher and Nicholas Saban should each send a pick one booster to fight down there like a proxy. And because, I mean, we all know, right, that that's the reason Texas A&M is relevant because they have enough money. And we all know that Nick Saban's been buying recruits since he was able to in 2007 or whenever. They might as well just choose their biggest booster and both just battle it out at midfield.
4: The only difference is that Alabama knows how to use their talent, so they're going to beat them by 60. (laughs) Yeah, They beat beat them last year. There's no way that happens again.
3: Absolutely no shot.
4: That's my boob job game.
1: Your uh, ES- ES- ESPN's matchup predictor. ESPN's match- matchup predictor has it at a 96 percent chance of Bama winning this one.
3: A
4: mm-hmm. little should be 99.
3: Yeah, a little. It's a little kind. I mean, yeah. have you seen the the
4: products they put out in the quarterback position? in A and M is just atrocious. You get all these recruits, and you're putting out Haynes King and Max Johnson. It's horrible.
3: That's it's incredibly bad, and they have another five star behind him. And they won't, they haven't tried to put him in, he's well, a true freshman, but just try it. Just fu- you put, you put, put, put eight Kane at, at quarterback.
4: You don't want to, you don't want to have another Kyler Murray situation in your hands where you don't play the five star and just tr- go transfer somewhere else and goes one to Heisman. Isn't
3: that funny how they had Kyle Allen and Kyler Murray, who were the number one quarterbacks in each of their classes, and they like combined to start a number of like eight games and transferred both of them? Yes. Uh, and talk about mismanaging some talent. Holy fuck.
4: There's something with the name Texas that just screams mismanaging talent.
3: <laughs> Legit- legitimately, you could not have said it any better. The only The only people that can do it are, are, are Baylor and I don't even know, TCU maybe, but they have Texas in their name as well.
4: But guess what? Well, no, Baylor doesn't have Texas in their name, but they no. know how to manage their talent.
1: TCU, Texas. Though. Texas TCU wasn't feeding anybody the, the nutrition they needed last year, so they were mismanaging their talent last year too.
3: Yeah, but, just some, but, some but TCU is not exactly—they're not recruiting the way Texas and A are.
4: Oh, everything's bigger in Texas. Oh, let's go lose bunch of pussies.
3: All right, well it's Texas Hate Week. There's Drew's little bit of hate.
4: <laughs> well, I fucking hate them.
3: Let's talk a uh, Florida State. That seven-point line is really getting.
4: Yeah. We, we, see, I, I looked it up. We actually, OU was minus three and a half when the lines opened. It was kind of shocking. I don't know why, would be, why they would do that.
3: You we're not watching on Saturday, I guess.
4: It's called, it was hard to watch. I wanted <laughs> it to turn probably the game before, off. It's probably before,
3: it was probably
1: before Quinn Ewers was announced that he has a chance. Come- yeah.
3: Um, let's talk FSU and North Carolina State. Huge bounce-back game for both these teams. I feel really good about Mike Norvell. I don't know if you guys saw that picture of him in cornrows from when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Just awesome picture. Yeah, I saw that. I feel really good about Seminoles here, though. I don't know why. I just do. What do you guys think about that one?
4: Uh, Where is it at? Is it in a gamble?
3: No, nah, I think it's at NC State.
4: Then I got NC State. I, I think the thing with Florida State is they're like a bunch of other teams that are trying to get good again with they have one loss, and just kind of like derails their season. I can kind of see that happening.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's it's certainly a, a big bounce back spot.
4: Yeah, I, I got the – I got NC State. I got the Wolf back.
3: Um, all right, you guys want to get into these uh, – the picks that we got for this week? I've got five games. We'll pick them here real quick.
1: Let's just do it. Do it. This is my favorite part of the week.
4: Oh, I love it.
3: Hey, we're we're real close. Everybody's real close right now. Um, so this, you know, obviously it's a it's a big it's a big week. We gotta we gotta really buckle down here. Uh first game we're gonna pick TCU in Kansas. Where are you guys leaning on this one?
4: Horn Frogs. Too much offensive firepower for Kansas.
1: Um yeah. Uh, I want to go Kansas. It's gonna be TCU though, unfortunately.
3: I think we can all pretty much guess that Tom's going to pick KU. 100%.
1: Uh, yeah.
3: So, I'll put him down for KU, and we'll see what he says. All right, next game we got on here, Texas and Oklahoma. Obviously, big-time rivalry. let um, but...
4: just go ahead and put it down. Just go ahead and put it down. I'm the only one picking OU. <laughs> all, all right.
3: Yeah. All right. Yeah, Tom will for sure pick Texas. Yeah, I'm picking Texas as well. So, are you picking Texas? I as well. Yeah, I am. Okay. Um, all right. It's kind of funny that we can pretty much guess what Tom's going to vote. Uh, if if BYU or if BYU or KU is on there, we know who he's picking in both of those. If he,
4: yeah, Tom is very, very reactionary.
3: Yeah. Uh, all right. This might be the toughest pick of the, of the week. It's Utah and UCLA. You got the Utes. It's the Utes. All right. Uh, you got any reasoning behind it?
4: Uh, I would say they're the better team. Fair enough. I'm going
1: UCLA. I I, I know it, I know they don't have the huge fan power, but it is it UCLA. I kind of like. It. I also love their colors.
3: Now you can't spell uh, Calvin without UCLA. That's uh, a yeah, you can. There's no U in Calvin. Okay, you can't spell Cal without UCLA.
4: Or so he's a, Cal- he's a Golden Bear fan. <laughs> he's a Golden Bear. Golden <laughs>
3: Bear. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking Utah here. I think it's. Uh, I think mean, it's going to be a really, really awesome game, though. But I think I'm taking Utah, just a little bit more experienced um, in kind of the big game atmosphere. And I don't know it, it more just, experience. Utah's got more experience in the big big games. Their, yeah, they've already played. they played one big like, atmosphere this their, year.
4: Their,
1: their backfield's got eleven years of experience back there. They got Charbonnet and DTR, who's been ten years now.
3: No, I mean, it's just their backfield. I, I mean, I agree with you, but Cam Rising and Tavion Thomas have played at Rose Bowl and in Pac 12 championship games. They played in bigger games and they, they're ready to beat. And I think in kind of a primetime spot there at 230, but also, you know, Utah's offensive line is very experienced. Their tight ends are very experienced. Their uh, defensive backfield also has been there for quite a, quite a while. Clark Phillips. I don't know. I think Cam, in Cam, Rising
1: in the, Cam, play, Cam Rising playing in the Rose Bowl, UCLA's home. Games on Rose Bowl. DTR has never been more prepared for Rose Bowl in his life.
3: Hey, I mean that's just your opinion, but he's playing in the Rose Bowl when it, they're playing the fucking South Alabama, not the playing the Ohio State Buckeyes. You know that's a little different. Yeah all,
4: I'm, yeah, all I'm saying is that there's probably more Utah fans in that Rose Bowl game than there's been UCLA fans in those stands all year. Man, it'd just be Washington at home, man. And we were all, all we were all on Washington's uh train.
3: We were all yeah. on it. All. No, I'm not saying UCLA is not a good team. I think they are a good team. I just think Utah might be, be, the, be the pick here. I don't know. It, it's going to be a close game.
1: In all honesty, though, I think you might be right. I just want to be a little different.
3: That's fair. Um, let's let's take it to Sin City here, BYU Mormons um, or Cougars. Fuck, dude. I don't know why I got that one wrong. Uh, <laughs> or versus the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Um, this is this is a tough one for me to pick, but I think I'm going to pick Notre Dame. Unfortunately.
4: I'm going with the Mormons.
1: I am as well.
3: I, I think BYU. I think I just think BYU is good. I think they're a good team. Uh, I could go either way here, but I'm I'm gonna pick BYU just in a kind of an upset pick here. Marcus Freeman's had a bye week. They've got you know I don't know they they've got more talent probably um, and at the defensive positions. Isaiah Foskey. I don't know. Tennessee, LSU. Uh-
1: Go ahead. Before we get into this next one, I want to I want to predict some more things. I want to predict what Tom's going to say in these last two games. He'll say okay. Utah and he'll say BYU, and that's just a fact.
4: Yep.
3: And who do you think he'll pick between Tennessee and LSU?
4: I think he's yeah, he's going to take Tennessee. Yeah. He so help. am I though. I need I Josh well. Heupel to be fatter than ever. I need Josh Heupel to be fatter than ever on the sidelines, <laughs> just shoving hot downs down his gullet.
3: Just get him an IV of hot dog juice. And real yeah. sweaty. He's got to be oh. sweaty now.
4: He's got to be sweaty. Real sweaty. Fat. Screaming.
3: So nobody's, nobody's picking LSU? Giving LSU this
4: on the sideline. <laughs>
3: <laughs> For our listeners that can't view what Drew just did, he just did the nut chop. And uh, yeah, it could, could be huge if Josh Heupel pulls out the nut chop this Saturday on the, on the sidelines. I, I think I'm, I'm taking Tennessee as well. So nobody picked LSU, which I think is probably a sign for the, for people to bet on the Tigers. But it should be a fun game. I, I wish that game wasn't at 11 a.m. Uh, that kind of stinks, but 11 a.m. in Tiger Valley feels like their tiger or in Death Valley kind of feels like uh, I don't know, a little bit duller than the normal. Is that all five games? That's all five of them, man. Uh, right, let's
4: make our let's make our parlay real quick. Let's make a parlay we'll real skedaddle. quick
3: and, and we'll end we will skedaddle. Um let me let me find a bet real quick. Have you guys got one real quick?
4: TCU minus seven.
3: All right, TCU minus seven from Drew Garrett, you heard it here first. K-, K-, minus,
4: K State minus two.
3: K State minus two. I like that one. Uh, I think I might pick the over, like I said earlier. I'm gonna take the over in Army and Wake Forest. Which I think is like sixty six. I think these good. Business. You know, what, I'm like I'm you. gonna
4: change. I'm gonna change it up here to shitty parlay because every time I say it's a good one, it loses. It's a horrible right. parlay we just made.
3: This, this is terrible, actually. You're. right. This parlay is absolutely. It's shit. It will not win. That's our pod. Thanks for listening.